Tom Bernard Show with co-host Catherine Brandt, Andy Brandt Bernard, Mike Molina, and Doug Sprinthal. And we'll be right back to kick off Hour 1, Tom Bernard Show. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, that works. It's been good. It's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? uh, Either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Ladies and gentlemen, Doug Sprinthal, Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. Tommy, I'm feeling a little bit like our president, Mr. Trump, today. Why is that? Because I have to use a teleprompter now to use to do walls or commercials. Well, Paul keep, Paul keeps yelling at me because I forget franchises. So I just want to quickly go through all the brands that we carry, <laughs> reading them off my laptop. Um, Walzer now has uh, the following brands. It's all upfront pricing, all new and all used cars. You can see all these things on Walzer.com, where you can go to the individual websites. And the brands are. Acura, AMG, which is the high-performance version of Mercedes-Benz. Audi, we've got two Buick stores in the Twin Cities, a BMW store in Wichita, uh, Walzer Polar Chevrolet up in White Bear, uh, two Chrysler stores, one in Bloomington and one in Hopkins, um, one Honda store in Burnsville, a Walzer Hyundai in Brooklyn Park, Jaguar, your favorite stores in Wichita, um, Land Rover's down there, and Lexus as well. Mazda in Burnsville and White Bear. Mercedes in Wichita. Mini down there. Three Nissan stores, Coon Rapids, Wyzetta, and Burnsville. Porsche. Sprinter, which is the truck version of Mercedes-Benz. That's in Wichita. A Subaru dealership. And last but not least, Walzer Toyota in beautiful downtown Bloomington. See why that's... I, I don't feel bad about having to read all those. I used to be able to memorize them, but... That's a lot. We've grown a lot. But you're my, caving my in. My memory's now. caving in. <laughs> That's it. That's, That's the whole spot. I like it, man. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. What is this? Chicago. It is? Yep. Terry Katz. Yeah, it does sound like him. Yep, once or twice from a Chicago oh, 10 okay. album. It's his birthday today. There you have it. Or would be his birthday. Well, oh, it still is. It would be his birthday today. Yep. And last week was the uh, anniversary of his death, so. How do you know oh. all this stuff? I don't know. My mom this was all a big happened Chicago 20 years fan. before you were even born. Yeah. Yep. 
The only stuff that uh, we could agree on besides Sinatra that my mom had in her musical library was Chicago, because all the other stuff was disco. Ooh. And I was like, ooh. Oh, she liked disco? Yeah. She was a big, uh, she liked to go to the discotheques in, out when she lived in Brooklyn. Yeah, that's about it. I can see that. Let it work out for me. Now, I did not watch the State of the Union address last night. I, I watched haven't... 10 minutes. Mm, I didn't even know it was on. Uh, <laughs> Catherine watched 10 that's not well. Andy that's wouldn't Andy. know it was on. Yeah, that's, that's very true. Very uh, character appropriate. So here's the deal. I did not watch any of it because I had to go to bed because I had to get up early. Andy didn't even know it was on. Catherine watched ten minutes of it. Did, did either of you watch any of it? I watched. We were just talking about that. I watched about two thirds of it, and he pretty much he stayed on script the whole time. And the reason I turned it off is, and it's this isn't a knock on Trump or the Republicans. They had the same thing about every State of the Union address. It's a 30-minute speech and a 90-minute workout video. It's, they have to clap every 14 seconds. It just drives I me know. crazy. Yeah. It's like, sit down, shut up, clap at the end, and let's get going. Yeah. So, I thought it was great comedy for the 10 minutes that I watched. Watching the, rep- the Democrats sit- sitting there with their arms folded and the sourpuss looks on their face <laughs> yeah. and the refusal to clap for anything was priceless. When are- I have a feeling there's going to be like some big, I don't know, like scorched earth thing going on with politics it one day. Just that, it's funny. called Donald parties Trump. are just going to both. Well, yeah, maybe he'll disband both parties somehow and we'll start again. I don't think he can do that, but it was pretty hilarious in my opinion. When yesterday everybody well, was all twisted about, Gin, you know, Ginsburg, the Supreme Court justice, skipped the the speech. And she she's mm-hmm. a, she's a pretty hard lefty, and everybody's like, "Oh, it's terrible! It's so disrespectful!" And blah blah blah. It's like, wait a minute, Scalia hadn't gone to one since like nineteen hundred and ninety-five. Yeah, anyway. I know. Everybody's making a big deal of everything now. I know. Isn't Ginsburg also rather old? I yeah, she's about the eighty, su- I think. Supreme Court justices were supposed to be not so left or right. They were supposed to be facts and nothing but the facts. I don't well, understand why they would attend ever, to yeah, tell you the truth. They should I, just stay out of it. I think generally they do a good job. I mean, obviously they have political leanings, but I think they, most of them take it seriously enough as their duty to interpret the Constitution regardless of politics. And so you'll see a lot of people that go in, like when Roberts went in, everybody thought, oh, he's just far right, so on and so forth. And he actually ruled in favor of what really were left-leaning issues because in his, his interpretation was, this is the law. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's just my fight. She's so 84, the by the Breaking way. Breaking news. Uh-oh. Yeah, she is 84. She'll be so, 85 I mean, next, in uh, March. She could have had some pretty uh, good reasons for not going. Um, Roswell Butler of the Miami Heat uh, just died and his wife what? How'd they die? Car crash. Oh, my oh, God. Man. Where? Like just died, as in within the past 15 minutes. What the heck happened? No news, but, oh. you know, that's to be expected at the moment. A car that's accident in, in Miami? <clears throat> um, let's see here. Yeah, TMC. Yeah, that's, <laughs> Sad that's to say the only that they place probably that, do know. Yeah, they're really the, uh, the ones to go to for breaking news when it comes to celebrities. Um... Single car crash, so that's Ooh. yeah. Single car yeah. Crash. Lost never... control of his Range Rover around two a.m. Gee, oh, I wonder no. why. Yep, 
slammed into a wall, car flipped, oh. and it's in very, very bad oh, shape. Yeah, that picture is like car half was, the car's yeah. gone. Car was oh speeding God. before it lost control. Yeah, speeding at 2 a.m. and then lost control of the car. And where was this? I can guess what happened. Uh, I th- think it was in Miami, I think. I think, didn't it just say Studio City? <clears throat> what? Yeah, in Studio City. What the Studio hell, Studio City? City? California. They were in, oh, they were playing the Lakers or the or the Clippers. I don't think he was still in the NBA. Oh, okay. Oh. I haven't followed the NBA ever since the Timberwolves came to town because they don't know how to win. Oh, dear. so you know they well, drive me nuts, so I can't yeah. watch them. And, they lost you know, last night. That's again. just how it is. The Timberwolves are horrible. Uh, as a matter of fact, Doc Catchmarks had just about enough. Doc is a big listener to this show and the KQ Morning Show, and. Uh, he sent me the list of the Timberwolves' uh, failure to ever make the finals. Between the Wild and the Minnesota North Stars, they made the finals once and lost in like 48 years. <laughs> the Vikings have never won the Super Bowl. It, it's unbelievable what a mess professional sports are in Minnesota. You have to go all the way back, of course, to 1991. And Alex brought this up. I said, well, at least we had 1991. She said, I was two. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah. She doesn't really remember much about that last World Series championship. So in, in Andy and Alex's uh, lifetime or yeah, functional, lifetime. functional lifetime, none of our professional teams have ever won anything other than the Lynx. Eh, not that I know of. They've never won anything. So what are you going to do? Such is life. Um, so died in a uh, one-car crash. He died. His wife died. It was 2 o'clock in the morning. Bar closed. Mm-hmm. It's probably not till 4, but I, I just I wish people would not get behind the wheel after they've been drinking. It's not a good idea. No, especially, like I said, with all the ride shares that are available I now. Know. And it's just so convenient to get Yeah. Well, for a, a lot of people, it's, it's like a matter of pride. Like, oh, I can still drive. Even though they can't, but and they know they can't, but they still, they'll never admit that they're not capable of driving. I can do everything better than you. <clears throat> Pretty much. That's what it is. Well, at least it wasn't a two-car crash yeah, caused exactly. by drunk driving. Yeah, that's a very good point. Uh, not taking any more. Well, his wife, unfortunately, was a victim. Yeah. He, well, it depends who was driving. Yeah. Either he was or she was. Don't it get appears. in a car with a drunk person, though. Very quickly, ladies and gentlemen, uh, President Trump delivered his first State of the Union address Tuesday night, and fact-checkers said it was riddled with alternative facts, even by the exaggeration-heavy standards of SOTU speeches. They say President displayed a faulty grasp of immigration policy, among other things, a selection of findings from the AP's fact-checkers. Tax cuts. Trump said we enacted the biggest tax cuts in reform in American history. That's not true, and we know it's not true. The facts, the December tax overhaul ranks behind Ronald Reagan's in the early 1980s post-World War II tax cuts and at least several more. An analyst by the, uh, or analysis, excuse me, by the Committee for a Responsible Federal Budget in the fall put Trump's package as the eighth biggest since 1918. And they had a big tax cut that year and also 675,000 Americans died of the flu. So, you know, 1918 was a big year. Did yeah. he mean in terms of dollars? Because I wouldn't doubt that. Well, in terms of dollars, it would be probably. You're right. So that's probably why he said something like that. But, but of course, they don't point that out here. And I, I have a feeling there's absolutely no way to find that out without doing hours of research. Mm, probably true. <laughs> Visa Lottery. Tump, the third pillar of my immigration plan, ends the Visa Lottery, a program that randomly hands out green cards without any regard to skill, merit, or safety of our people. The facts, that's a highly misleading characterization. The program is not nearly that random. It does address skills, merit, and safety. No, it doesn't. 
you have to have a high school education. Well, that's so, something. Well, but it's just <laughs> some people that's a skill. But so so he lied, and you're lying to cut, to poke fun at his lies. Well, so you're both lying. That's what people yeah, do. Yeah. So maybe what you always need to do is take what one side says, the other side says, and then just chop it in the middle, and maybe you've got the truth. Doug, you would have probably loved this uh, piece we did yesterday on the show. You being a highly educated man from oh. McAllister, your father being a Harvard professor. So, oh you boy, know. you realize I'm in the car we- business, right? <laughs> Well, there is that. Ask the question, and I'll tell you a funny story about my mother about this. But go ahead. I would love to hear it. There was a story we read yesterday about slow thinking, about the fact that people try now to act as quickly as the Internet does. They want to think very, very quickly without checking facts on anything. They want to answer. They think it makes them look smarter by answering immediately when they're asked a question on the Internet. Well, the problem is that's not the way the human brain works. It was a really nice article you know, Socratic principles, things like that. Slow thinking is basically what they referred to it as. Slow thinking is good for you. It's good for all human beings. You'd really like the articles on QZ.com. I'm writing it, it. I'm writing it down right now. It's right up my alley. Oh, slow thinking. That's why you would have loved this article. Because it just calm down, take it easy, uh, check your facts, check both sides of the issue. There's no rush on delivering your opinion. You can get your opinion up uh, within, you know, it doesn't need to be immediate. It can be 10 minutes, it can be an hour, it can be a day, it well, can be a week, you know, whatever. I, I think that we just had a five-minute example of that. So basketball guy and his wife die in a plane crash, and we put out the, the story that he was probably drunk. We don't really know. Nobody knows anything yet, but that's, I think that's exactly no, that's what we're right. talking about. And I think no, that's a there's a 90% chance. But see, that's the problem. There's only, if there is only a 90% chance, there's a 10% chance that he was totally uh, sober. They were at a friend's house. The, he and his wife were totally sober, and it was just light uh, at night, early in the morning, and he lost control of the vehicle. Because Who knows? I mean, somebody could have had a... Had a truck uh, full of you know, a load on their truck in front of them that wasn't uh, tied down. Something came up. You don't know what happened. It was Could a one car crash. Chased by a gangbangers. You never know. <laughs> yeah, been been chased by. I think they're called the. Uh, I, I'm not sure, but I think in that area, the gang is the Sprinthal. Uh, oh gang. yeah, sure. I think that's. We what drive around in Volvos <laughs> and throw pipes at people. <laughs> I would just say that I've never been wrong when I assume the worst in people. I would say that you're you're probably right, Andy. But it, my point was that's is really that's, nice. that's exactly I think what that that article is talking about is that and there's there's I have a re, uh, a, per, a woman working for me now who used to be a, a reporter and a news anchor up in Duluth and it's really interesting how they you know they there's a desire to get the story out people that are good at that in the news business they want to get the story out and they want to get it out quickly and i think a lot of people are the same way so if they can just just rush as fast as they can so there's some internal gratification for being the first one to point something out on That's the internet correct. even though oftentimes yep. it's not right yeah it can be wrong constantly and that 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 part doesn't bother them yeah if i was the news i wouldn't you know put out an opinion as if it were i know i'm not you know. i'm not picking on you i'm just saying that you know it's 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 kind of a reflexive thing i think for some reason to be the first to tell the story right it is well and and that's the problem they've learned that from the news cycle human beings at least americans and i think tell you the truth, human beings in all non-asshole countries. I just love throwing <laughs> out there because it makes people so angry. And I'm not saying anything in particular. I'm just going, you know, the asshole countries. You know those. Um, but I think people have, have begun now to rely on 
thinking in cycles just like the news does, which is a really bad idea. And then you've got, you know, they're battling each other for who's going to come out with the story first. And, oh, if they can do it, then i got to do it. i got to be the first person on on, uh, social media to come out with a story. No, you don't. Calm down. Everything's good. Relax. Dial her back, as they used to say. Dial her back. Uh, that's a good thing, isn't it? Take a deep breath. Think about it. We'll get back to you. Right? Well, yeah. I mean, in it. the old days, the there, you know, there actually isn't a news cycle anymore. It's 24 hours. In the old days, it was the that's morning right. paper, the evening paper, uh-huh. the morning news, the evening news. So at least you had a little bit of time to try to get the stories right. And the other thing news with social 11. media, I mean, there's people that are purposely publishing or saying things that, that are just patently false, and they know it. It's just... And when there yeah. was a oh, news cycle, that, that didn't occur. They'd get the story wrong sometime, but, you know, CNN or Fox would never just say the most outrageous stuff ever. It's just... Oh, yeah. Well, there's huge marketing firms that do nothing but spread lies and rumors about mm-hmm. people. That's what they do for a living. So, oh, Doug, you would have liked this as well. Andy came up with, uh, what was it called? The Black News? What was it? Uh, black Legend. Black, the Black Legend. You ever heard of the Black Legend? I have not. Fake news. His name from was Charles Barkley. Yes, that's right. <laughs> uh, the black legend. Well, he is a black legend. That's true. <laughs> he is. Nothing wrong with that. Different kind, though. Sixteen uh, hundreds. Yep. Is that correct? Sixteenth century, I think. Sixteenth century. Technically, fifteen hundreds. Yeah, sixteenth century. There was a thing called the black legend. What was it all about, Andy? It was um, at the time Spain was the world power. Basically, it yep. wasn't a. Uh, it was in a place basically like what America is in today. Um, and just like today, people all over the world, including in Spain, were making stuff up about Spain to make it look worse. Just because it was like the biggest target to shoot at. And that was 500 years ago. Mm, yeah, people have always been doing it. Yeah. So how would you make, it, how I'm would sure. you make Spain look worse? <laughs> oh! The king speaks. Well, that's the thing is we the don't know. the lisp. We don't know what is true and what's not in terms of, like, you know, what single people have written in terms of, uh, like, someone will say in a book that Spain just did this, and we don't know if it actually happened or not. Very true. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll return right after this with What Doug's Mom Said. (laughs) Tom Bernard Show. I'm Brad Huckle, president of North American Banking Company. Ask one of our bankers what they love about business banking. They always say the relationship with a client. Case in point, True North Oral Surgery and Implants is a longtime customer with a growing practice. Their banker, Julie Marshall, knows the ins and outs of what they do. So when they need working capital, an equipment loan, or funds for expansion, they call Julie. Are you looking for a banker you can count on? Give us a call. This is Tom. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. If you've noticed your vision getting cloudy, blurry, or dim, or having more difficulty seeing at night, you could have cataracts. Tom here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Eye Care. Whiting Clinic is best known for their fabulous LASIK results. You've heard me rave about them for years, but did you know they do much more? They do, and I'm here to tell you about my wonderful experience having cataract surgery at Whiting Clinic. I'm at that age where my vision started to fade, so I called up the folks at Whiting Clinic. They helped me out right away. My cataract surgery was super easy, and thanks to the Whiting Clinic, my vision is top-notch once again. Of course, Whiting Clinic has the most advanced lens technology and vision options available, so I can see far away and up close without wearing any glasses. If you've been told you have cataracts or you're wondering why things just aren't as clear as they used to be, call the experts at Whiting Clinic or go to whitingclinic.com to learn more. 
See the folks at Whiting Clinic in order to see your very best. And don't forget to tell them that I sent you. It's not the worst thing in Sun. There's a lot of shit out there thanks to the borders being wide open. You notice? They canceled school in Wisconsin, a middle school last week. Two kids came to school with leprosy. <laughs> Who's the last person to have leprosy? I think it was Ben-Hur's mother, wasn't it? <laughs> Imagine your kid's going to school, his buddy puts his lunchbox down, his hand breaks off on the handle. What the fuck? Oh, no, I don't know what happened. I don't know what I don't know. <laughs> Nick DiPaolo, ladies and gentlemen. Happy birthday, Nick, Clear by the way. Thing. Oh, it's oh. his birthday. Yep, 56 today. Oh, I should give him a call and wish him a happy birthday. I'll definitely get that done. You're still a young man. It is time now, ladies and gentlemen, on the Tom Bernard Show for What Doug's Mom Said. Oh, boy. Okay, so i got to set this up. Um, I have two sisters. Uh, they're both a little bit younger than me. Uh, one is retired. She was the head of Health and Human Services. She was a director for the state of Minnesota, and my little sister is an attorney. So my mom and stepdad retired to a golf community in, in uh, Arizona about, I don't know, 15 or 20 years ago, I suppose. And I said, Mom, what do, you, what do you do all day? Just sit around, hang out, drink with your kid, with your friends? She goes, no, we, you know, we do that once in a while, and we tell stories about our kids. And I said, all right, well, let me ask you this. You get one son who's a glorified used car salesman, the other one works for the state of Minnesota, and the other one's an ambulance chaser. What do you tell your friends? She goes, it's easy. I tell them I got one kid. <laughs> Are you that one kid, though? No. That's the question. No, that would be my middle sister. <laughs> the, not the used car salesman <laughs> or the ambulance chaser. Well, my mom's got a pretty good sense of humor. Yeah, that's well, great. See, I tell them I have one kid. You yeah. know, say whatever works, right? I like that. See, she was basically protecting you. She didn't say anything bad about the no, two that disappeared. She just she just she never had them. She's got a pretty wicked sense of humor. It's, she's really funny. My dad, on the other hand, couldn't tell a joke if you put a gun to his head. But he laughs at anything. That's, but he's just terrible. That's how it is in my family, too. My well, mom's the funny one. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, she's the one who didn't, you know, liberate Jewish internment camps. So I don't think that that's the reason. You don't I think just, so? I, I just think. Oh, I just think. I think that would put a damper on my sense of humor. It's like Tom's mom. She was naturally funny, but she never she laughed at no, a she, joke. Well, she also had a pretty <laughs> crappy life. So. Well, well thanks. Well, it's true. Apparently, her son. Uh, Single mother raising seven kids. That's pretty horrible. It is. It is. She did a hell of a job. Yeah, but she uh, made it through somehow. She did indeed. Yeah, there's you're a no bolt question. of sunshine today. Yeah, isn't he? Oh, it's, I'm just saying there's a correlation between having a nice life and having a sense of humor, I think. But then again, a lot of comedians will tell you how crappy their life was, so right. I don't know. Well, I think, that, I think it is used as a device, though. I think it is used as a defense in a way sure. to make people laugh. So, well, again, I've talked about this many times when I went to school particularly at North High School, you made the psychos laugh, but you never laughed at the psychos. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was just good advice. Yeah, (laughs) mentally ill people don't really love being laughed at for a number of reasons. Not big fans of it. There's no (laughs) question about that. Emmy nitpicking season began last weekend. Are we talking about that train? Oh, I I didn't get the story. Nobody's... I have it. I did send it to you. I have it. It's it's fine. Um... A train on Wednesday morning, so probably within the past few hours, just uh, collided with a garbage truck. Uh, you said in West Virginia? I think it's Virginia, not West Virginia. It is West Virginia. Oh, okay. Uh, the train was full of House and Senate Republicans going to a retreat. Uh, 
it hit a garbage truck on a crossing. Um, there's not a whole lot of information yet, but we do know one person is dead, and looking at the crime, or not the crime scene, the accident scene, I can guess who that person is, but... I mean, technically yeah, they haven't. Technically, they haven't released anything and yet. Representative Jason Lewis has been taken to the hospital for oh, a possible really? concussion. Yeah, Minnesota. A concussion, but not a serious injury. So. KSTP says in Virginia. So this yeah. says West Virginia. <laughs> it's one of the Virginias. Who knows? Tom Emmer and Eric Paulson <laughs> no, here are we also go. on board. Who, who? Eric Paulson and who? Tom Emmer. On Tom Emmer, too. Oh, oh the train was going to West Virginia, but the ah. crash was in Virginia Okay. Um, at 11.20 a.m. So, yeah, it uh, just happened. That's not good. I've known Jason Lewis for many years. Well, nice looks, sounds like he'll be fine. That's good. There is a serious injury along with the dead guy, um, but we don't really, if, if I had to guess, probably the conductor since, you know, he's at the point of impact. Yeah, so it hit the, it hit the engine. Um, Looks like well, it. Well, that's really Looks the only like way it just to smashed right into yeah. it. Oh, they were on their way to the Greenbrier Resort. Oh, they're going to the. Well, it's only like seven hundred a night. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think you, you can double it when the when it's the government. Yeah, yeah. come on in, fellas. We got a special deal for you. <laughs> it's Wednesday mm-hmm. morning, and a week from this Friday is the big vote on DACA and everything else that they need to get done by. Yep. The, what the hell are they doing going to retreat on Wednesday morning? I mean, it's one thing if it's Friday what? evening. But what are you doing? I think that I, I heard the story on the way in. I, I didn't know about the injuries, but they said that they were scheduled to go there for four days. Uh, That's what they do. They're politicians, man. They, they uh, Look, once you got that job, you get paid for life. You get health benefits for life. That's what you do. You uh, just go out and have a ball on the, on the United States taxpayer's dime. Yeah. Oh, here we go. There were two people in the garbage truck. And based on uh, semi-conflicting news, one of them is dead and the other one is uh, in bad shape. Which, yeah, you'd you'd guess. You get hit by a train. Hard to come back from that, but I guess one of them is still alive. Yeah, hard to come back. Godspeed. The question is, how do they end up on a train track with a train coming? I don't know. Yeah. Not That's a, a good, good question. Not a good place to be. You know, actually, Catherine pointed this out to me a couple of days because there's this new uh, line called the Bright Line in southern uh, Florida. Oh, God, it keeps hitting people. And it keeps people. hitting and killing people. Yeah, they're, like, gridlocking on the tracks or just, like, parking mm-hmm. on the tracks and checking their texts. It's like, what are you doing? It's a yeah. train track. And, by the way, the Bright Line goes between 70 and 100 miles an hour, and they're trying to beat it by going around the arm. Oh, my God. <laughs> Well, there was a woman, miles an hour. A woman here on Sunday got killed by the Green Line. Yeah, well, yep, we, pro- we probably have five, six deaths a year from the train, mm-hmm. yeah, right? At least I would I say think. from the light rail. Mm-hmm. They should like put electricity going through the tracks that like blows people back when they touch it. <laughs> a force field like Star Trek. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that'd be so cool. Rather than like run them over, we just electrocute them. You'd be more likely to survive that than getting hit by a train. Yeah, yeah, here we go. Pedestrian struck and killed by Metro Transit on Sunday oh, afternoon. Yeah, it happens all the time. Oh, yeah. or is that... It's usually somebody trying to go around the arms to beat the train, is what it normally is. Let's yeah. see what this news Or it's says. suicide. A lot of them are suicides. <laughs> yeah, there's, um, there's actually a big stigma in Japan against doing that because apparently if you're the conductor and someone commits suicide on your train, it messes you up pretty bad. Which, oh, yeah. I mean, you can, horrible. Yeah, you can guess. So uh, apparently in Japan, 
it's like even though their suicide rate is so high, they especially look down on people who commit suicide via train because it is kind of like a selfish thing to do. It is. And Catherine pointed out 840 people have been killed by trains in America in the last 12 months. 840? Gracious. Crazy. And trains aren't exactly like the most popular thing in the world in America. No, not anymore. I mean, they were at one time, but they certainly are not anymore. I have to ask uh, this of, of Doug and of Mike. I was going down a list this morning of all these people appearing... Uh, in Minneapolis and St. Paul. These people were all appearing in Minneapolis uh, during Super Bowl week, right? Starting basically tonight, tomorrow night, Friday, Saturday night. Uh, So for the next four nights. And tickets for people I've never heard of. DJ Khaled. You ever heard of DJ Khaled? Actually, I've heard of him. Yeah, I've heard of him. Wasn't he nominated or won a Grammy? Uh, I just know him from those commercials. Mm, Maybe. Okay. Well, ticket top ticket to go see DJ Khaled is fifteen thousand dollars. What? This is at a little like where the, the fine line is. Is the fine line still called the fine line, or is it I called think something it is. else now? Yeah, it's fine. I, line I think music, it's still the yeah. fine line. Yep. The okay, fine well, line music cafe. There, yep. Right there in that block there, there must be a couple of bars or nightclubs or something because that's where all these people are playing. Uh, fifteen thousand dollars for the top line ticket. Wow. What? Are you insane? Yeah, who's going to pay that? 15 grand. And it's it's somebody every... It's actually about five different acts every single night. It's amazing. $15,000 to go see some guy go, uh, Yeah, great. That's <laughs> wonderful. That's good. Uh, or... Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang. <laughs> Worst thing I've ever heard. That, that guy's name is what? Gucci Mane? Uh, no, I don't think his name had Gucci in it. Oh, because they. Well, Gucci the name of the group is Gucci Mane, gang. isn't it? No, it is Little Lil Pump. Lil Pump? Yes. Of course it is. <laughs> uh, Lil, Lil Pump. Pump. I, I just. You know what I really like about rap music? If you could just change up a couple of things per song. Yeah, for real. Just they're all ev- the same. They're exactly the same. If you go, oh, have you heard it? It's just fantastic. Well, it's all like uh, 22-year-old white hipsters who think that yeah. listening to rap makes them super woke. Well, Tom, you can go see your and favorite word, uh, Dave Matthews band. He's in town on Saturday night. Yeah, pass on that. But I'm so <laughs> damn lucky. <laughs> The worst music on earth is Dave Matthews. Plus, do me a favor, Dave, and don't dump the poop from your bus into the Chicago River. How about that? I got a, I got Let's a good, not do that either. I got a good music story for you. Our, Nissan, our three Nissan stores do a little bit of cable uh, TV advertising with Comcast. And they sent a friend of mine who's the GM at our Burnsville store and his wife out to California for a private concert with Michael McDonald. And he goes, well, that's kind of cool. It was for 15 mm-hmm. people. So Michael came out and played for an hour and a half, and they just had a great time because he was a big fan. And they go back to the hotel, and they're going to go out, and they walk into the bar, and there's Michael McDonald uh, with another guy just sitting in the corner of the bar playing. Played for three hours there. I think that would have been just, really? just a blast. Yeah, he said he was the nicest guy in the world, and you know, he's playing well, Steely Dan you, tunes and all kinds of stuff. That would be, that'd be, I thought that would sound great. I was, do you want me to? 
Do you want me to do a Michael McDonald com- uh, concert for you? Sure. She came from somewhere back in her long ago. <laughs> it sounds like uh, <laughs> It's not bad. I mean, now, if you really want to impress does. me, <laughs> sing sing the backup vocal parts for uh, Steely Dan's Peg. If you listen uh, to that closely, it's like, how did yeah. you do that? Because it's like seven-part right harmony, about, and all the notes are about a quarter of an inch away from each other. I'm like, holy crap, that's good. I have good. to isolate those after the show. That was two great impressions by Tom. Yep. Dave Matthews and Michael McDonald. It's, it, sounded like, um, it sounded like Randy on um, South Park doing I Am Lord. <laughs> yo, yo, yo. I Am Lord. Hey, you know, it's great music. I heard Justin Timberlake was spotted at Manny's and then a place called Octo Fish Bar over in St. Paul. So that's good. He was uh, sitting there. He didn't want to take, he said he was, they said he was very nice to everybody, but he didn't want any pictures taken. Just don't take any pictures. Uh, He was with like six or seven other people, but everybody said he was very pleasant. Uh, So that was nice to hear. You know, he's a a uh, semi-popular guy and semi-famous and also semi-successful. You know that, right? He's done okay. He's done okay for himself. No doubt about it. So, uh, Catherine's not real happy because she uh, she has a, a ton of stuff to do over the weekend, and it's going to be like three degrees, three degrees, and three degrees on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Happy. Are you guys? She's very excited about it. Are, are you coming back for the weekend? Or? Catherine uh, just wouldn't miss the Super Bowl. You know that. Can't wait. Mm. <laughs> wow, I can feel the excitement. Your, what was your ticket? Your $5,000? Try it again. Take two, it's Catherine. Alex. Go. Can't mm. wait. There, that's better. Actually, Friday is Alex's birthday. Oh, okay. Yeah. She will be 29 years old on Friday, February 2nd, Groundhog's Day. And she could have come here, but... She'll be fine. Don't worry about a thing. Everything will be good. But in any case... Uh, it's, from what I understand, a little difficult to get around. I know Mike Molina's having just a ball uh, trying to navigate uh, travel uh-huh. in the cities of Minneapolis and St. Paul. You know what? Like Yesterday was actually the... better than Monday. I think yeah. Monday, nobody oh, was good. prepared. Mm. There were no cops out directing traffic. It was just standstill. Oh, yeah. I did that drive from St. Paul to, uh, to the Itasca building for a while and wasn't a fan. No, I remember you not. I mean, it's not, it wasn't the worst thing in the world, but it was still just, I don't know. Getting f- past Snelling was the worst. Because Sne- it was like Snelling was, what, maybe one mile of the 10-ish mile trip, and it was also half the time. But wasn't it also being restructured and rebuilt? It's always being rebuilt. Well, that's true. It's literally never not being rebuilt. That is true. Especially around McAllister. We shall be right back in just a couple of seconds, ladies and gentlemen. Tom Bernard Show. Just like all of you, I had been hearing about my pillow and was skeptical that it was as great as everyone said it was. Well, I received my first my pillow and I love it. Look, my my head stays level. You know, it's not too high, not too low. My neck feels much better because of it. Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow, has a very special offer for Tom Bernard Show listeners. My pillow is offering a buy one my pillow, get another one absolutely free. Don't delay. This offer will end on January thirty first. If you're looking for a great night's sleep, now is the perfect time to get your first MyPillow. If you already know how great the MyPillow is, why not give them to everyone you know? Go to MyPillow.com, but make sure you use the promo code TOM. Again, please use promo code TOM. 
That's promo code TOM, MyPillow.com. This is Tom, and I want to tell you a story about camping. A guy named Tim, his back pain, and his angry wife. You see, Tim went camping with his family, but he aggravated his recurring back problem a couple of days before when he was golfing with his buddies. His wife had to set up the campsite and do all the heavy lifting, and Tim couldn't do a whole lot with the two kids. Tim was not a happy camper. And neither was his wife. The following Monday, Tim's wife got him an appointment at Hopkins Health and Wellness Center, a DMR method clinic. Their team of physical therapists and chiropractors figured out what was really wrong with his back, quickly got him out of pain, and taught him how to keep it from coming back. And what did Tim say was the biggest benefit of finally handling his back problem? Happy wife, happy life. DMR clinics are a group of physical therapists, chiropractors, and allied medical spine specialists that can help you feel better fast. They have a 96% success rate. It's covered by insurance, and you don't need a referral. They have convenient locations in Hopkins, Woodbury, Rogers, and Blaine. For a free consultation, go to dmrmethod.com. That's dmrmethod.com. Funny, Melina. That's what you could do, Tom. What I could do? When you retire, you could go do a cover band. I'm gonna do a cover band of Michael McDonald. Actually, you know, when he sang slow ballads, he was actually very, very good at that. You can call I think, he's a, I think he's a great singer, actually. Yeah, he's got a really distinctive voice, but he, that guy can sing. <clears throat> you know, because because Catherine and I a couple of years ago for for New Year's. We were down in Florida, and um, there was a guy named Neil Zirconium. <laughs> Get it? Yes, I do. <laughs> Neil Zirconium. So Catherine's had a couple of glasses. Did he, did he of play wine. white Neil, white wine? I don't know. I he? don't remember. That's a joke. Get it? Neil Diamond, yes, red red wine. Neil Zirconium, uh, white uh, white wine. Sorry, sorry. I didn't know he it. did it either, but joke I knew the song. It's not right over funny if you have to explain them. Sorry, I'll shut up. Yes. Now. Yeah. Reddish, reddish wine cooler. <laughs> yes, there you go. But in any case, and Catherine's this, had a few glasses Tom's of wine. Tom's about to tell a lie. That's not a lie. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's sitting right there, and she says, "This guy sounds just like Neil Diamond, and Neil Diamond sucks." <laughs> That's real nice. Nice. Yes, you did too. You can talk to Doug Dawson, ladies and gentlemen. You can reach him in Toronto, Canada. He was there when it happened. But in any case, uh, yeah, Andy had a great suggestion. I'm going to go and do an impression of Michael McDonald. I'm going on tour and doing impersonations of Michael McDonald. And I'm going to use the name per Andy Michael Burger King. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good. I think it'd be pretty That's good. That's actually tonight. really funny. For your tonight, entertainment. My... <laughs> I wonder if anyone's ever done that, posed as a cover band, but then just gone out and made fun of the guy that they were covering the entire time. Well, Nil Zirconium's a pretty good start. <laughs> did he Did he not do put his heart into it? Well, no, just the name itself. Well, I think yeah. Al Yankovic's kind of made a career out of that. Oh, God, has he ever. That's true. He's a really good guy. Yeah, he is. He is. Al, uh, Weird Al is, is a very, very nice guy. But I, uh, <laughs> yeah, that whole deal. Going to see cover bands. Uh, how many Pink Floyd cover bands are there? Oh, I'm guessing gonna... 700 trillion. Anywhere there's marijuana, there's a Pink Floyd cover yeah, band. Yeah, exactly. I suppose that is true. And is, is that true also? Because I've never done it and I'm never going to do it. 
But is I've heard that if you start the album, uh, oh, the over the rainbow thing. Oh, yeah, the the at the what is it? The very beginning of uh, when the lion roars. I think it is. Oh, it's when the lion roars. Yeah, at the very beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. Apparently, the album tracks with the movie. That's. I mean, the I think Wizard it's. Of Oz. I think it's a kind of thing where if you're looking for it, you can see it. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah, Pink Floyd themselves have actually said that you know they've officially said we didn't do this on purpose and and you know et cetera et cetera. Oh, they have. But of course, people are like, well, of course they couldn't say well, that. Yeah, that's true. So, I suppose they couldn't say that they did follow along. <laughs> you know what I mean? Indeed. In the year 1800, Alexander Hamilton sent his son Philip the following letter, which laid out a set of rules that Philip should follow to make the most out of his legal training after his graduation from Columbia College. Now, according to your mother, Doug, Mm -hmm. uh, your brother should have gotten this letter from Alexander Hamilton, right? So he wouldn't be an ambulance chaser. Right. Sister. He he uses his legal training. Oh, it's it's a sister. I'm the only boy. Okay. Okay. Rules for Mr. Philip Hamilton. Now, this is from his father. From the 1st of April to the 1st of October, he is to rise not later than 6 o'clock, the rest of the year not later than 7 o'clock. If earlier, he will deserve condemnation, or commendation, excuse me. Commendation. Those are completely different. Uh, 10 will be his hour of going to bed throughout the year, from the time he is dressed in the morning till 9 o'clock, the time for breakfast accepted, he is to read law. At 9, he goes to the office and continues there until dinner time. He will be occupied partly in the writing and partly in reading law. After dinner, he reads law at home till 5 o'clock. Now, this is a guy who's sending a letter to his son who is now 23 or 24 years old. Yeah, were they shortly after estranged? I don't know, because it's kind of of pushy for a dad to do this, don't you think? No wonder Burr took a shot at him. What a butthead. Yeah, exactly. Is that Raymond Burr? Thank you, Raymond. Yes. He was in a wheelchair. Uh, yes, yes, it was. From 12 on Saturday, he is at liberty to amuse himself. On Sunday, he will attend the morning church. The rest of the day, he may be applied uh, may be applied to innocent recreations. He must not depart from any of these rules without my permission. Mm. Which son was this sent to? Because he had uh, a Philip. lot. Philip. Okay. There Philip were two Philips. There were two Philips? Philip and Philip II. Okay, this is just with one L. Does uh, that matter? No. They both had just one L? Mm-hmm. To our modern sensibilities, this schedule might seem overly rigorous, but Hamilton, who, along with Jefferson and Madison, was one of our most intellectual founding fathers, had learned through experience that doing anything worthwhile with your brain requires a foundation built on thousands of hours of deep work. See, there's more great advice. Well, so this was in 1800? Uh, 1800, Because Philip I was 19... No, he was 18 in 1800. Okay. Um, And I don't think... The other Philip, I think, was much old, much younger. Yeah, Philip II was born in 1802, so it must have been the first Philip. Um, he was only 19? He was 18. When he graduated from Columbia College? Uh, I don't think they got the right guy, because yeah, well, Philip I was uh, 18 in 1800, and then he was dead in 1801. Never mind then. So hopefully it wasn't uh, that guy, because otherwise it sounds like. No wait. Yeah, a he graduated from Columbia College in 1800. When he died a year after <laughs> getting this letter. Yeah, and then he died. Oh, what did he die of? Let me guess, a minor infection. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, he challenged someone to a duel. Are you kidding me? Oh, that's well, big on that. 
Yeah. And then, yeah, he got shot and died. And died. So it was lead poisoning. So, hmm. You were close. He died of lead poisoning. That's exactly right. Uh, his schedule for his son was meant to trim waste and get rid of the, uh, get right to the hard cognitive calisthenics needed to get Philip's mind into shape. Uh, perhaps not surprisingly, I like this letter. In our current age, with its emphasis on personal branding, social network marketing, clever retweets, and mobile accessibility, it's important to remember that in many fields, there's still no substitute for hard brain work. If you want to make a difference, you can't avoid the necessity of waking up at 6 to read law before breakfast. Jesus. Yeah, it's going to be a problem, though, since he uh, challenged someone to a duel and was shot to death one year later. Do you know why he challenged him to a duel? Because the other guy called him a rascal. <laughs> Seriously, that's why. Wow. And you, at the time, that was a big deal, apparently. You called me a rascal. Oh, is that basically like calling someone a thief? Uh, basically just like a dishonorable, you dishonorable. Know, dishonorable thing. And then, yeah. But I... I wonder if the sheer amount of stress from a life like that might have been part of it. Just like, I need to shoot somebody or die. Either one is fine. I love this. One guy responded to that article about uh, Alexander, Alexander Hamilton and Philip Hamilton. Uh, Nicholas Carr, author of The Shallows, said, Once I was a scuba diver in the sea of words. Now I zip along the surface like a guy on a jet ski. <laughs> That's pretty good. This is going to be a very uh, cerebral show today, don't you think? They do. Yeah, Diego says, unfortunately, Philip died in a duel at age 19. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 19-year-olds shouldn't have the legal ability to challenge each yeah, other to a duel. Yeah, they're so hot-headed usually. Yeah, that's a big problem. Have you been to Compton God, lately? Duels. Yeah, a lot <laughs> of duels there, man. Yeah. That, no, you are absolutely right about that. That that is that it's basically dueling. I mean, you know, basically not right on the money, but uh, it's I don't gone. Know how fair a drive-by shooting is? It's gone so well. Yeah, it's not really uh, not really the greatest thing you could ever come up with. That's that's for sure. It's kind of actually, it's really really sad. Well, this is really nice. A nice article that just popped up. Ten worst Emmy winners of the past ten years. <laughs> that's kind of gold. Emmy nitpicking season began last weekend with creative arts ceremony. The er, early acting results, including Joan Cusack winning for a role in the uh, Shameless Writers, have consistently struggled to service. Reg E. Cathy winning for a character who barely featured in the latest House of Cards season, and John Hamm losing yet another shot at Emmy glory. Perhaps the most quibbled with win was character actress Margot Martindale's triumph for fitting the Americans into her extremely busy schedule for a couple of scenes. The justified veteran had already been a surprise nominee in this category, beating out Lois Smith, whose one-episode American's turn was perhaps the highlight of a strong season. Still, nobody expected her to win over Cecily Tyson's powerhouse work on How to Get Away with Murder or Allison Janney following up on last year's Masters of Sex victory in this category. Apparently, they don't like Jeff Daniels. I don't know why... Well, because of the field. Jeff Daniels won uh, for the newsroom in 2013 in a field that pit perennials Brian Cranston and John Hamm against defending champion Damian Lewis. Mm. But Jeff Daniels won. They don't like that. Yeah, they go down a bunch of stuff. It's just it's sour grapes. You know, whoever won, won, right? Yeah. I mean, They go back down. 10 years. They go back what? Wasn't that for the last, what did it say? 10, ten years. years. No, yeah. no, ten, yeah, ten. no, 10 people. 
Ten yeah, you people said in the last ten years. You said yes, you did. Oh, okay, well there you go. <laughs> is that, so it wasn't, is that what I said? It wasn't ten years. I don't know what it was. I, I literally he clicked was, off. Huh. So clicked we'll off never know. Well, I could get it back. No, here yeah. I'll get so it back. So we don't right know now. what was just said. Yeah, uh, of said the past ten, ten worst, years. Yeah, ten worst Emmy winners of the past ten years. I thought that's okay. what you said. Yeah, <laughs> I also thought that. Um, I know when you're reading a story, sometimes it's like all the details aren't exactly. I had to make a. I had to make an effort. That's the right. whole problem. If I didn't have to make an effort, I wouldn't worry so much about it. You know what I'm saying? But making an effort is. I don't know. It's like almost being shot, like being shot to death in a duel. When did dueling end? By the way, does anybody know when dueling actually oh, ended? It was Fairly recently. It was outlawed. Really? I think in Britain first. Britain and France, I think, were the primary places. I'm that trying did to think that. of any dueling that took place in this country after the Civil War. So I would, I would guess, you know, 1850. I don't know. Plenty of dueling. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah right, Andy. Duel. That is kind of like yeah. cowboys dueling. Did they- they didn't have seconds. Yeah, did they, call they, they, they didn't do a lot of slapping of the face. I think in the West they just shot. No, each I don't other. think they did. Uh, it was outlawed in 18 states in 1859. Okay. Um, and then we weren't even a state yet. No. And then in the start of the 20th century, is all it says, it became a federal thing. So I guess like 1900 is when dueling became outlawed. Well, I mean that makes sense yeah. if you. If you look at, like, you know, New Mexico in 1900, it was definitely still the Wild West. Did Minnesota become a state in 1865? I think that's right. Mm, I think so. Am I thinking correctly that it was the Minnesota became a state in 1858? 1858. 1858, okay. So basically 142, only 160 years. has only been a state of the United, uh, one of the states in the United States for 160 years. Mm-hmm. Wow. Doesn't that feel weird? It so does. your grandpa's grand or your dad's grandpa was he born before Minnesota? Mm-hmm. Well, let's see. I think he might have been. I met Jeez. my great grandmother when I was four years old, and she was a hundred and four years old. So she would have been born and just like right on. Yeah, she was born in 1855. And so you knew someone who existed before <laughs> Minnesota existed. That's amazing. She was born before Minnesota was even a state. And she it's, made it to 104? Yeah, she made it to 104 years wow. old. Susan Barnard was her it's name. It's all genetics. That was the one uh, thing that I talked to Darkness Dave about. It is, yeah. Oh, genetics is a huge part yeah. of it. Uh, she was also a very small person. Yeah, that very, helps. Very slight and very short. Yeah, that definitely helps. You know, and those people do live forever. Little tiny people do. Well, if you look at the uh, tallest people, or they, um, well, tallest people ever, they all die pretty early. But then the uh, oldest Thanks, living Andy. people, they tend to be short. Tallest people are a lot taller than you. How about what? Did you guys hear what Brittany said to Lastman this morning on the show? No. This is really nice. We're talking about the healthiest things you can eat and things you like and things you don't like. And last one was talking about loving blue cheese and ranch dressing and barbecue sauce on chicken wings. And Brittany goes, no wonder you used to be so fat. Wow. (laughs) I was like, what? John's lost, what, 50 or 60 pounds? I mean, he looks good. Oh, God, at least. Yeah, John looks really good. The tallest people... In order, so the first one would be the tallest, the second one, the second tallest, and so forth. Uh, 22, 37, 37, 44, 54, 23, 21. So, yeah, they tend to die pretty early. Who does? People over 8 feet tall. 8 feet tall, yes. yes. And there have been how many? A lot, actually. Uh, about, eyeballing it, I'd say about 30. 
in, since 1850-something, which is basically when we've had records. Was that Alex I heard joining the fray for the second hour? Yes. Yep. I think so. Sounded like it. All yep. right. We'll be back. Tom Bernard Show.